it's Allie Day. It's literally Allie Day. That's what I woke up this morning thinking. It's Allie Day. So Allie Brown is, uh, I know, hundreds, thousands, uh, millions of you know who she is. She's the woman that probably taught you what an entrepreneur is, taught you what online marketing is, taught you how to be successful. And we have her on the show along with Danny J of the Sweaty Bettys, the woman that coined the phrase, hashtag, don't be a bitch. So you know this is going to be a good show. So stay tuned through the entire 30 minutes and utilize the hashtag YFE chat because we're all tweeting over there. I'll see you on the flip side. Ovalite TV. Ovalite TV hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective. Visit ovalite.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand. And by MailChimp. MailChimp is a new sponsor to Young Female Entrepreneurs Live Show. MailChimp supports more than 2.5 million email subscribers worldwide, sending 4 billion messages per month. MailChimp is designed for the do-it-yourself power user, someone looking for all the power of an enterprise application, but built for anyone to use. Hi everyone, this is, I am, <laughs> I'm Jennifer Dono. I'm the host of Young Female Entrepreneurs, the weekly show that happens every Thursday night here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at yfe.me slash join live. The show for entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. Tonight's guest is Allie Brown, and she's being interviewed by Danny J of the Sweaty Betty's community. So you know it's going to be a good show. Now, we are monitoring the chat. We've got the Stacey Harris on, our social outreach girl, who makes sure that we'll pull all the questions in from Allie Brown. And fingers crossed we get to them because Danny J has a lot of really, really awesome questions signed up herself. Uh, make sure that if you're Instagramming your drinks, your cocktails, your work, whatever you're doing while you're watching the show, that you tag them with YFE chat and you're tweeting out Allie's quotable. She's got a really big call coming up and on her website there is a free CD to be had. So from someone that has consumed Allie products for the last, since 2008, uh, right when I started in business, you can see my I saved all of her magazines. <laughs> I have her magazines. I still have her podcast. I know um, if you're new to Alley World, uh, that's a phrase she said many times. I'm sure you have all listened to her podcast, too. I know Danny J has. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I don't want to get too much into it because I want to spend the entire 30 minutes on Allie Brown. So let's learn a little bit about Allie Brown and Danny J. Allie Brown is an entrepreneur, mentor, philanthropist, and mom-to-be, working with women around the world, helping them start and grow businesses at AllieBrown.com. Allie is the voice for women's entrepreneurial success. After launching her first business from her tiny New York City studio apartment in 1999, she has grown it into what is today an enterprise that ranked in 2009's Inc. 500 list of fastest-growing private companies in the nation. Interviewing Allie Brown is Danny J of the Sweaty Bettys. Danny J, a personal trainer with an attitude, heads the Sweaty Bettys community to educate women in nutrition, motivate by providing weekly workouts, and to make fitness a fun part of life. Not the only thing in your life. Sweaty Bettys believe in balance, personal choice, and hashtag don't be a bitch.
So we've already got Tori Molnar on the chat. She's saying that her dream was to go to Allie Brown's Shine Conference for her 16th birthday. So we'll have to have Allie talk about that later, but there's people on the chat already talking to her about Shine Conference, poor Tori. So we'll have to have Allie talk about that later. But, so let's go ahead and get started with the show, shall we? So I'm welcoming on Danny J, first of all. Danny J, thank you so much for being on tonight's show. I cannot tell you how excited I am. I'm excited to hear you and Allie and everything. Oh, thank you so much for having me and inviting me. I'm really excited, Jen. This is going to be fun. Yay, so now, oh my gosh, I feel like we should have a drum roll. For goodness sake, we need to get a drum roll in this freaking studio. So let's go ahead and welcome Allie Brown on Young Female Entrepreneurs Live. Hey, uh, you, you both are so cute. You're just so uh-huh. cute and young and moldable. Like, you all your life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Well, Allie, I am not that young, so I will just say I'm not that well, you young. Act, I just, um, I'm just really immature. <laughs> you, you act like you're 18, Danny. I know you will. <laughs> well, Allie, thank you so much. And I feel honored to be able to interview you because, um, and I know some of the viewers may not know, I won Allie's 2012 Entrepreneur of the Year contest. So I was able to actually meet Allie in person, go to her house, and spend half day with her and really just soak up the Allie experience. So the girl who wanted to go to Shine when she was 16, I get it. And so I'm totally a, a big Allie fan and even more so now that I got to meet you in person. So I'm really honored that you're here. Oh, it's great. And, and when they told me that you were interviewing me, I was so psyched because Danny, Danny, if you get to know Danny, she rocks. And I've, I've never seen someone hustle. It's the, the reason I gave her the award in that contest I had on Facebook is that no one hustled to get the votes like she did and she's just authentic and she's her brand and she's a great role model so you're learning from two great women tonight oh thank you so much well so I know who you are obviously Jen knows who you are I've been following you I believe since 2008 or so so for some of the young women who are new to Allie um, kind of tell us about your story and kind of how Allie International came about And I think it's important we share our stories because, you know, when I was growing up and even still, like when I was in my 20s, not that I'm not in my 20s anymore, ha ha, um, (laughs) but when I was in my 20s, you know, I'd look at, I'd look at, I lived in New York City for for several years and, and that's a place that you see the poorest of the poor and then the richest of the rich. And I remember looking at women, the women who would be walking down, you know, in Midtown, but they they dressed nice and they were pulled together and, and they had a driver and nice cars. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, how how do you get that? How do you get something better for yourself? And you just think that people were born that way or they're lucky or something happened to them. And that's why I think it's so important that you tell your story, every one of you, even those of you who you think you're at the bottom of the story now, it's going to be a big part of your purpose and what you do. So my last job was at an ad agency and that was about 12 years ago and I was working for these two guys who were in this little ad agency in New York and I loved working at a small business because I ended up doing everything and that's my biggest advice. If you're still maybe in a job or you, you just started a business and you're not quite sure which way to go, just try everything because I would be making coffee and then filling out the FedEx slips but then also like a client would call and say hey our ad is due and we don't have the design and if no one was in there I got on at that time it was Quark I think we used and would design the ad and just send it out and so I learned all this stuff and finally one day it hit me that I could probably go freelance and do this on my own because I always had this restless feeling and if you have a restless feeling like you know there's something bigger you know there's something more but you just don't know what it is 
it's a really good thing. So just start listening for clues, watch things, you know, learn from people, start just soaking up as much as you can. And I learned that the possibility was there that I could go out and freelance and do what I love to do mostly, which was writing the ads and brochures and newsletters and things like that. And then, you know, working with clients on my own. Now, when I walked out the door, I had no idea what I was doing. I had never taken a business course. When I was a Girl Scout and they asked me to sell cookies, I cried. I had no business desire or experience, but I wanted that freedom. And I just knew there was something more in my life. And so I just day by day literally was like showing up at companies, ad agencies saying, hey, I'm a freelance writer. I can offer my services. Here are some samples of my writing and here are my fees and started from there. The turning point for me was the internet. And some of you may be too young to remember this, but there was an AOL CD. Danny, do you remember that? Yes, I do remember those CDs. <laughs> remember? You'd pick them up at like Walgreens or like yeah. Barnes Noble, and you were like, oh my God, this thing is going to change my life. And then you right. put it in, and it dialed up, and you were suddenly connected to the world, and you're like, oh my God, how... How is this going to change my life? And, and at first, just personally, it was fun because you could connect with all these people you knew. But then I realized from a business level, I could sit on my butt at home and still market myself. And I started a little email newsletter with a list of 10 people, and that included my parents and my cat. And from there, I just started sharing more about my business and gave some helpful information. And that email newsletter grew. And then I started selling some courses and products online because people started asking me, how do you do this newsletter? Listen for clues. When people ask you for what you know, you could be able to teach you could teach them that or package it. And little by little this turned into, you know, kind of what I call now Alley World, is that if someone asked me, how do you do it? I would say great and I create a course or teach them. So everything I would go do. I would turn around and then go teach. And that's become the company that I have today. And, you know, it's amazing when I do these calls and I tell the story, I get the flashbacks to my little New York City apartment. There was a fifth floor walk up and the bathtub in the kitchen and, and the roaches. And, you know, I wouldn't have traded it for the world because it got me here. I'm in like my, you've been to my house, Danny. It's like a yeah. 4,000 square foot home and the beach. And, and it's, you know, I did this myself. And, and I'm really, really proud. And I want to let you know that you can do this. But there's so many points that people get scared and they give up. But, and, and that's the difference between those who make it and those who don't. Absolutely. I was just going to ask, was there any point after you quit that job where you thought, maybe I should go back or maybe I should just quit what I'm doing and just go get a real job again? This is just Almost every night. Yeah, because I was eating like cup of soup for dinner. And, right. <laughs> and uh, there was one night in particular that I used to not tell the story because I was so embarrassed and, and so many women said, please tell, they called the ATM story. There was one night, I probably was about three or four months into the, the, the business. You know, I didn't even think of it as a business. I didn't know what I was doing. And I had some friends uh, say, yeah, would you want to come meet us for a drink at the bar? And I said, sure, I'd love to. And I went to the ATM because I'd maxed out all my credit cards just to survive. And I went to the ATM to take out one $20 bill and I couldn't because the balance was 1856 and I'll never forget that number and I actually let them know that I wasn't gonna make it because I just was I was disgusted with myself I was so mad at myself and I felt like a loser I thought what am I doing should I go live with my parents you know should I should I go back and ask for my old job back and just my intuition just told me just hang in there you just don't you don't see the how yet but just hang in there you're just being tested 
And I mean, imagine if I went back, I'd still be in a cubicle in New York. Oh, I love that story. You know what? I think we must all have that story because there's a time in my bank account where, and I screenshotted it. I had 86 cents in my bank account. And I, <laughs> I took a screenshot because it was so funny because I, I had overdrawn before, of course. But just ironically that I just missed overdrafting and I'm like, what? How do you even have that little in your account? And it, I- You're like, is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, I need to remember this day. And I just took a picture of that just as a reminder. And and it was one of those times where I'm like, okay, I just need to quit and go get a real job and go do what I did before. But like you said, there's there's just this this unsettling, like I, I meant to do something else. I meant for some yeah. different things and bigger things. And you never see the how. Never, right. ever, ever. And I want to let you know this. I still don't know the, the next how to my next level. My ducks have never been in a row. I have never been completely prepared for anything I have ever taken on. And that, I'm that, so glad to hear you say this. <laughs> I, I, never. And, you know, if, if you are of the linear logical mindset, you would be aghast at some of the decisions I have made <laughs> in my business and my life. But this is kind of how we roll. And, and Danny, you've heard me talk about this before. Being an entrepreneur is a completely different mindset than being a regular working Jane up there, okay? You have to know that because you have this freedom, it comes with an immense responsibility to start trusting yourself. And for the first time in our lives, most of us, this is where we really have to step up. And this brings up all your BS. This will bring up every fear you have. This will bring up stuff from high school when those girls wouldn't let you sit with them at the lunch table. You remember that? Because I went through that too. And, you know, just all this stuff comes up about doubting yourself and wondering if you can really do this and thinking that everyone knows stuff and you don't. And, and pretty much then you're going to have a little success and then a little more and a little more. And then you get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And then it just becomes a way of being. And then you just start trusting yourself. And I describe it when I'm giving some talks that are more of my spiritual nature. I talk, I talk about just like I'm gliding. I am gliding on the current of God. That is what it feels like because I'm being supported, I'm, I'm uplifted, but I have to keep my focus on, on flying. And I still have those times where it's like, whoosh, you know, I get pulled down and then I have to take a deep breath and come back up and just remember that this is where I'm supposed to be. I love it. I love it. And I know that you go into a lot of the spiritual side more recently, I think, and I think it's really important. I think being an entrepreneur, you just need to have a lot of faith. But of course, there's a lot of work to be done too. Um, I remember I took some notes from you back in your easing days and you were, you talked a lot about marketing going, I mean, I'm sorry, networking, um, going to networking events, BNI and that kind of thing and the importance of it and meeting new people, getting your business in front of others. However, there's such an online sphere now and you do so much marketing online. How important is it to keep those face-to-face -face contacts and networks going? I think it's hugely important and the mistake I see most women making when they start a business, especially you know, more of the moms because they need to be home more um, and it, it's hiding behind your computer because you can and being home all the time and, and networking online, there's so many immense opportunities and it gives you huge leverage. I mean you, you can reach millions of people online but there's still nothing like that face-to-face -face contact. So several times a year I will pay a lot of money to go to specific events 
conferences. I've had the chance to be on Richard Branson's island twice and spend time with him and some high-level entrepreneurs. And, and these opportunities took a lot of work to plan, a lot of money to attend, but the connections I made were invaluable. So I recommend that most people getting started, you want to show up at something once a week, okay? And then try to be at something of a higher level at least once a month. So when I got started, I joined all those, you know, the breakfast meetings and 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 networking groups. And you'll start kind of feeling which ones are really worth it. And then some of them you're like, these people are, you know. And then, then, then start to go to something, maybe the higher level, maybe a conference or seminar that you pay for. And then you see you'll meet higher quality people there and and try to do that as much as you can because I tell you that the connections you make in person still will outweigh anything that you could ever do online. When I look at the most dynamic relationships that I've had or joint ventures that I've created with other partners who I've met, I'd say 90% of them were from meeting in person and really connecting and that's what women are best at. Yeah, we're. I love those tips. I wish I was like. I need to take some notes here because that's so powerful. I noticed when I started doing more online business, I was getting really disconnected, and I felt like a part of me just needed to connect to people. And I started going to some of the the business networking events, and it it helped. You're so right. Some of those connections are so much more powerful, and they carry over to the online sphere. But it, I can see people getting in this trap, and especially moms, too, of not being able to get out, and you just have to make that effort. Did you wear sweatpants? Of course. <laughs> no. oh, what? You mean right I now? It's your brand. I know it's your brand. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you went to networking events. I will tell you what. I wear, I wear like what I would – I wear more upscale workout clothes. How about that? When I go to like a BNI meeting – because I still go as like a trainer, since you have to have um, you know a, ca- a category, right. so I'll like Lululemon or something. But yeah, I don't look upscale. I, just, guys. <laughs> I got it. Okay, you're not wearing the Target. You're wearing the Lulu. Yes, got it. I, I try to still look like a professional. <laughs> Believe me, when I'm at home, though, I'm wearing sweatpants all day long. It's it's pretty bad. It is a <laughs> just for your own confidence. I've got my UGG boots on here at seat underneath, so. <laughs> yes, I will say it's difficult. I, I'm going to an event on Tuesday night, and it's like a nice, a nicer kind of event. Like you said, like once a month, go to something, and I go, I have nothing to wear except stretch pants and, it's time. and tops. I know. I don't even know how to dress. I need a stylist now. Do you have a stylist? No, I've got really good, you know what, and, and this is a great tip for any of you going out there, you do have to up it up, you know, up it up, up it up a little bit, um, yeah. and just, you know, I mean, people people ask where I get my ideas, and I just look at magazines, but I, I kind of know what, what works on me now. I did have a stylist for like a few events because I was wearing the same, I was in this routine, it was always like color top black pants, color top black pants, yeah. and I needed some different ideas, and so it could be a good use of your time, but you know what, a lot of women don't know this, department stores often have a personal shopper, it's no charge, you can make an appointment with them and tell them what you need help with and they'll help you put some things together, even at like Macy's or something like that. It's a great way to get started. Oh, I'm writing this down. Yep, for sure. Great. You have a great style, so you saw me. I showed up at Allie's house wearing zebra pants, so. <laughs> it, it, was, All right. it was awesome. <laughs> um, how have your mentorship relationships come about? I know, I remember you talked about one of your first mentors, so whether it's your first mentors, and then how would what advice would you give to young women who are looking for a mentor to help her kind of get to the next level? In in the beginning, it was very hard because I didn't have anyone. I didn't know, you know, first of all, there wasn't the internet 
right away. And the only people I knew who were successful really were men. And the successful women I knew through a group that I joined, the ones that were really up there, you know, they were they were nice to me. But they, these women, understandably, did not have a lot of time. They're running running publishing companies and stuff. And so I'd be lucky if I could get a coffee or lunch with people. Um, you know, it's it's something that you just have to get out there, and then you'll find someone you connect with, and then you know, perhaps like they would be happy to have lunch with you once a month, or do something along those lines to help you get in the right direction with connections or advice. I mean, most women, I think we've turned the corner finally, that women realize that you know we we do have to help each other, and and I think we've crossed a line finally in the right direction because if you think about it, women didn't enter the workforce until even a few decades ago. I mean, those of us we're so in this moment right now that women are, we are starting more businesses than men are right now. Women business owners in the UK are making more money than men business owners in the UK. I just saw some stat on that, which is crazy. The whole workplace is shifting, but we forget that like just decades ago we had to fight to get in. And I think that's where that competitiveness still remains sometimes, that we feel like there's not room to help somebody else or it's someone else competing for the top. And, and you know, it's so great to see the internet has changed it for women because I see more women helping each other. So my best advice is to just get out there and, and meet people and going to events is one great way to do that. My earliest mentors though were men and one of my um, marketing mentors was a guy named Dan Kennedy. He's this grumpy old, like kind of chauvinistic guy, but he had great marketing strategies. And I love direct marketing and the psychology of using words to engage people. And and I, I loved it. And ended up being in a coaching group with 21 guys. Now, <laughs> some of you may say that's fun. Some of you say, oh my God, it's a nightmare. I was the first one to cry. I'm a crier and I scared them off. When I, I had, I, I was like, I've been in the group like a year. And my father was, I remember now, my father was sick at the time and and they were kind of pushing me on something, like to do something with the business that I, I just knew, you know, made sense, but I didn't have the energy to do it. And finally I just burst into tears and you just saw 21 men go like this. <laughs> like, and then someone ran yeah. and got me some toilet paper. They're like, what do we do with this girl that's crying? <laughs> no one had tissues, so like I got toilet paper, right? Um, but I broke ground in that group, and I was told that like I, I I broke ground because then the guys started sharing about like their marriages, you know, <laughs> things they were sad about. It was just, it became like therapy, um, and I think that's one of the reasons you know I wanted to become a mentor to women myself is because I didn't see uh, some place where women can just plug in and get this huge support. I mean, and Danny, you're in my Elevate program, which is that's our large program. We have like over 500 members from around the world. And the training's great. We have great success stories. But I tell you, what's so engaging is the community and all these women jumping in to help each other. And, you know, these 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 places are available. And, and there are women who are ready to coach you and work with you. But just ask for help. And you'd be amazed. Like, you know, you may get turned down a few times. But when you ask somebody to help you, you're probably going to get your answer. I love it. I mean, you can't get anything if you don't ask. So yeah. the answer is always no if you're not asking. And Elevate, you guys, is um, is Allie's online, basically, mentorship program. It's a year long. It's so awesome. Every week, there's video. There's, like, a lesson. I, honestly, it's, like, business school except real-life useful information. I wouldn't even want to get my business degree. Just go to Elevate. And 
there's this group and you can ask questions of all these other business owners and they, they are on all different spheres. And you know, I've had questions I just post and so many women come to help and support and answer or give some ideas or kind of ask questions to get where you're going. And sometimes it just helps to bounce ideas off people. You you can clarify it by explaining it to others. So I, I love that. And I think women do just need to come together and help each other. It's not about competition. It's collaboration. We just yeah. need to help yeah. each other. There's so There's much so business for all of us. There, there really is. is. And you know, when you step into your greatest good and your highest gift and you know you're doing really what you need to do, there really is no competition. That's how women are changing business, and it's it's amazing. Awesome. Um, some recent changes that I've made um, to my online marketing, based off of your programs and off of the Elevate, that was really beat into me was about building a list. And you mentioned your first easy list was your parents and your cats. So, and, yeah. can you explain why it's so important to have a list, and then maybe three tips to get to get that list going, and then what do you do with the list? Sure. I started my list originally because I wasn't comfortable marketing in person. So I didn't understand all the benefits of it. I just thought it would be great to sit at home, you know, on my dock and and use my little AOL email account. I do not recommend this by the way. I started just <laughs> a group and just added people and uh, and and the when I realized it made a difference was when I, I suddenly would be sending it out and it was growing and I realized, oh my gosh, I just sent an email to fifty people instead of marketing one to one. And then it grew to 100, and then it grew to 1,000. And then by the time that I actually, um, sorry, I just had a baby brain complete moment. By the way, I'm pregnant, everybody. So I have these little, <laughs> I have yes, these totally talking about that. I have questions. Let me show about you, actually. That's twins. Can you see that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I saw you just a few months ago, so I feel like you just popped out of nowhere. But, you know. Oh, my God. They're busted out. I know. So you have these, like, baby brain moments where you're just like. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Back to the list. That's list building. Yeah. When my oh. list was growing, I realized that this was a great way to. People were referring clients to me. I was getting clients. It was growing. And then I decided to write my first product. It was called, it was a little ebook called Boost Business with Your Own Ezine. And when I sent it out to that list and let them know about it, I started getting sales. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is what people are talking about when they talk about leverage. So a list gives you leverage. So instead of marketing one to one, you can market one to many. And the list will become your biggest asset because as you're growing a business, you know, your products and programs or your, um, you know, your, even if you have a store or, or services, those, might, those may change. But if you're building an audience of people, you will have that asset forever and you can continue to design new products and programs that they may enjoy. And that's what changed my life. So let's give a quick example. Let's say that you are a graphic designer and you want to get more work doing graphic design. Well, you could start a newsletter to show people how to do better websites, how to you know, publish uh, websites that help get more business. Okay? And then people will start seeing you as the expert. It's just how you're positioning yourself. So you're positioning yourself as the expert and leader from the start. And you don't have to worry if you don't know everything about your topic. Just share what you do know, and I guarantee there will be people who are interested because they don't know what you know. So list building has come a long way with social media. What's changed now is that there's so many free and low-cost ways to build your list. 
the bad news is social media is there's so much noise. So you have to make sure you're really offering something valuable. My biggest tip is that to give people something free as soon as they join your newsletter. Having a newsletter isn't exciting anymore. Remember like in the beginning of the web days, it would just say, give us your email or like sign up for our mailing list. And you'd be like, wow, <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Now you yeah, have to I give them to something. Email. <laughs> yeah. Give them something. I, I you get an email. You were like, oh my God. And so now you have to make sure you're giving something of value. So let's go back to the designer example, that graphic designer. She could give a free maybe report or a video tutorial on 10 tips to help your website sell better. And that gets people in the funnel, as we call it. And then they get the newsletter every week or two weeks. And now she's engaging with them. People buy when you are in front of them repeatedly. They probably have to see your message at least seven times before they're going to take action. That's why it's good to have that built-in system that people get on your list, the newsletter goes out, and that's your automatic follow-up. Good tips, good tips. Well, you mentioned social media, and it's, it's so big. I mean, obviously, I've I've built most of my list in following. I really started my business on Facebook. And so social media for me is huge for business. But at the same time, there's so much noise. Like you said, there's Twitter, there's yeah. Facebook. Now there's Instagram and there's Pinterest and there's everything. Kind of what's your philosophy on social media and how can you leverage that for your business? I think you should pick like three excuse me, <laughs> pick like three platforms you love. I mean, everyone freaks out when something new comes out. Yeah. You know, there's them and now there's Google, Google Plus and all this stuff. And, and, and honestly, I will share, I've never been an early adopter. I always kind of sit back and wait and see if something's really taking, taken off. And uh, I remember when Facebook came out, my friend Lori was trying to get me on it. I'm like, this is the last thing I need, really. You know, now <laughs> it's a huge part of my business. And right. I engage personally on my page on Facebook all the time with my with my followers and um, so you have to narrow down which ones will work best for you if you're targeting more of a corporate market okay LinkedIn you want to look at LinkedIn and targeting the people you want if you're targeting women and you have an image based business something that you can show pictures of your design um, you know inspiring things then Pinterest is awesome for most women targeting other women for their businesses Facebook's where it at where it's at and then there's Twitter of course too so find maybe two or the max three that you really focus on but, and because the biggest problem I see is people getting diluted and they have no strategy so what we do and if you want to check out my page just search for Ali Brown I'm on Facebook I'm very available what we do each day you'll see we post maybe two or three things about business which is you know what I'm about but then I'll also throw in some personal things to engage people because your biggest right. asset is you being you and not being a big company and right. when you are yourself and are you are authentic just like just like you are Danny it really um, it gives a connection that you don't have when you're a company Sure. And that's my biggest advice. Now, don't share too much. I see some women sharing too much, just, <laughs> too, right, just right. weird stuff. And I'm like, okay, there's there's what we there's public, <laughs> there's personal, and then there's private. Okay, there's some things you should keep private. For example, I'm I've never shared my fiance Brett online yet. I still want him to myself, you know, and right. to have some private part of my life. But I am talking about the babies coming, us being excited, things like that. That's personal, and it's fun to share with everyone following me. Because if they've been following me a long time, they've known I've been waiting for the right guy and, and for kind yes. of for everything to come together. And it is right now, and it's exciting. And then there's stuff that's public, like your business stuff, you know, promotions that may be going on. Let people know if you have a speaking gig. Um, just keep them uh, updated, but give them useful information at the same time. 
I think it's important to have a few little personal touches. I think, you know, that you're sharing the picture. I think you posted it today of your baby, Bump. Um, or was it yesterday? In the like blue two days shirt. ago. Cat. Yeah. I had over a thousand <laughs> likes. It was insane. Yeah. Because people like that personal touch. They they want to know about your business, but they also want to know about you or they want to know who's behind the scenes of, of things. So I love that social media has done that because it creates just, it just makes people get to know you better and they just fall in more love with your brand because they know who you are and they feel yeah. like they know you. Like I feel like, I feel like we know you because we follow you and so it's, it's cool. And people buy from people. They know, like, and trust. That's an old sales adage, and it's even more true today that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And that's building that trust factor when you have that connection. Absolutely. Well, okay, Allie, so one last just question. You have, you're going to have these babies. So because you've built this business for yourself the way you have, how do you think it's going to change motherhood for you, or will it not at all? I mean, how is it freeing you to... Uh. You know, all I can say is, well, for a long time, I will share, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted a family. I was, I was figuring out who I was. You know, my 20s were about just trying things and figuring out what I liked. My 30s were about figuring out what I really wanted and who I was and, and my own personal power. And then, and then, you know, it all came together. And so I think the biggest the biggest realization I've had, and my smart friends have told me this, is that you're just going to rely on your intuition, just like you've done everything else. So stop listening to all the advice and reading all the books and getting obsessed and just know that you know your body knows what to do. You're going to know what to do. And for me, this is the best time to ha for this to happen because I built this company that has the systems and a great team that I don't have to be here all the time. So I'm going to be able to enjoy time off. I'm going to be able to really cherish you know, having these babies and being a mom. And I know it's going to be life-changing, but you'll still see me online. Don't worry. I'm going to still be hanging in there and, and sharing, you know, a lot of this with you. Not not too personal, but, yeah. but sharing a lot with everybody. Um, because one of the we need to rem remember that, like, for the first time in recorded history, this is the time, this is the generation, us, that women can do this, that we can still run a business, grow a business, while having a family, while honoring our values, while working the hours we want, while being at home. It's never happened before and that's what's transforming the gender equity so much. And yeah. it's, it's, I want you all to really take this in because if you're on the younger side, you don't realize that just a few decades ago, this was not possible. Even look at this right now, look what we're doing tonight all over the world. And it's just an incredible time for women, so please do not take this for granted. Absolutely. Well, Allie, it's been so fun to talk to you. I could probably do this interview for like another hour, but um, I think I'm getting the nudge to, to go. So do we next. can follow you on Facebook slash Allie Brown, and I know you're on Twitter at Allie Brown, but where can we get the free CD? Because I've listened to it. Actually, it's in my oh, car. Oh, yeah. More it's than once. Sorry, it's, it's AllieBrownFreeCD.com. That's a page that just will tell you all about the CD. It's going to give you strategies to increase your income in your business. Awesome. Ways to manage your time better, and how to work through that fear in your head and stay in that place of faith. It's AllieBrownFreeCD.com. And so we're not taking questions. I thought we are going to take some questions. Um, I need to see if Jen is going to take. All right. So let's go ahead, and we're going to take, take just, just one, one question, question because, because we've, we've ran, ran out of time, time but this is, this is 
Allie freaking Brown. Brown. So let's, so let's keep it on for just one more moment. So we've got a tout out from Debbie Freeman at DebbieFreeman.com. She's fabulous. She lives close to where I'm out of the Seattle area. So let's go ahead and get her question from tout. Hi, Allie Brown, Devaney Freeman here. So I have one question for you. If you could invest in any marketing strategy to create more profits and sales, which one would you choose? Okay, so I heard, I heard it was a little jarbled, but I heard um, if you could invest in just one strategy to increase your marketing and sales, is that right? Yes, and why? Okay, and why? Let me think about that because that's a good question. If you had one, it was like one wish, like the genie bottle, right? You're like, uh. Um, for me, it would be getting on stages in front of people. Now, this is going to be feel counterintuitive to the whole online world, which I'm known for teaching, right? All these online strategies. But when I have spoken, this is my, my own experience, when I've spoken at events and you're in a room of people who are there, and they're what we call the, the captive audience, not really, it's a funny term, but I mean, they're there, they've paid to be there at a seminar, they're investing in themselves, so they're pre-qualified, they have shown that they're ready to learn, and you're there on stage as the expert. That has brought us more new clients and customers than anything we've ever done. So if I could invest in cloning myself and having myself on stages all over America, that's actually what I would do. Now, if you don't like speaking, which some people don't, I get it. I don't like when coaches force people into certain models and like, well, you have to do this and you have to have a book and you have to speak and because some people don't love it and that's okay. Um, the next best thing is looking at how you can get reach groups of people who are your target market. So let's say your target market, I'm just going to make something up. Let's say you are a dog groomer and you specialize in poodles because I, I think they're high maintenance, right? They're supposed to be. They just look like they need a lot of grooming. You need to get in front of poodle groomers. You need to be, I mean, poodle owners. So if you look at ways to get in front of those poodle owners in a big way, you're going to get a ton of business. So if you can't get on stages in front of them, which is my personal choice, then look at where they are online. Look at magazines that poodle owners read. Look at associations poodle owners belong to. Maybe there's a local poodle owners club. Okay, you hear where I'm going? Then try to get in front of those people. Either you can show up at their events, join their associations, you can offer to write articles for their magazine or blog, and then the next best is that you can pay for ads to reach their people. So in person is best. Next is to be positioned as a leader within their community. Next best, I would say, is to be a peer in their community and join and go network with them. And then last, at least pay for advertising to get in front of them. But it's all about your target market. Think about reading, reaching the right people, not necessarily a ton of people. Can we do one more tell, Allie? Are you game for that? Yeah. Okay, okay let's, let's go do, do one, one more. more. We're, We're from, from Jamila Payne. Payne. I'm Jamila Payne with SoulPurposeCompany.com, and my question for Ali is what three critical shifts did you need to make either personally or professionally that help you to reach your first $1 million in revenue? Ooh, these women are tough, man. <laughs> your first million, I love it. They're like, they're like, forget about six figures. Tell me about the million dollars. Um, the three critical shifts. The first is you have to really know when to aim that high. And I, I don't mean to, to talk you away from that number, but for those of you who have not reached six figures yet, I want you to focus on the six figures. Once you reach the six figures, 
you have to now look at shifting your business model. In Elevate, we talk about three stages of business. The first is what we call emerging. And if you're still trying to make a full-time income from your business, that is emerging. What your focus there should be just making the money. You get the clients, you sell the products, whatever you have to do to make the money. Stage two is what we call expanding. And this is where you really start adding the leverage. And that's where you can make those big income jumps, like up into several hundred thousand, over a million, and much more. And then beyond that is a level that I call influencing, but we won't talk about that for this purpose. So the three shifts you have to make, if you want to make that jump, let's say you've broken six figures, and now you're like, oh my gosh, I, I think I can do this. I'm going to keep growing. But you may have hit a point that you're maxed out. So you need to look at ways to leverage now. So look at ways of leveraging you know, your list. Remember we talked about growing your list? Your time and team, you need to now hire a team to support you, to grow your business where you want to go. And now also your business model. So let's say up until that point, you were actually doing work one-on-one -on -one with people. Maybe you are a personal stylist or an organizer and you're running around town working with clients. Now, think bigger. How can you take that another level? Well, maybe you could start a training program to teach other stylists how to get out and get business. Okay, that jumps you up. You start having workshops. You start doing coaching. Maybe then you license your model, and now you're training people all over the country. So it starts to compound. My biggest income jumps, I'll share with you. I was doing writing services for a long time. You know that first little business, that was in the emerging stage. Then when I got to the expanding stage, that's where I started mapping out how I can make a lot more money in less time. Instead of just selling ebooks online, I just started to, start to do live workshops and I could charge a lot for three full days of my time. And that jumped me up to 400,000. And then the next year, I jumped to a million by adding higher priced programs and services for the small portion still of my audience that wanted that, but that small portion could pay for that for that jump. Get it? So it's all about the leverage. And then the mindset shift you have to make is that it's really no harder to make a million than a hundred thousand. And I'm dead serious. You have to just think differently, but it's not a lot more work. And I think that was maybe three, but does that count? Does that sound good? <laughs> Sounded good to me. I'm just okay. nodding my head. <laughs> yeah. It's just more zeros. I remember the first time I mapped out my million dollar year, I was on my first first class flight. I decided to treat myself. I'd never sat in the front and I saw a deal online and I got on the plane and you're in the front and I have the drink and I'm like, I like this. Like, how do I do more of this? You know, and I like being near the bathroom too. So I had my notebook out and I just started adding up and playing with the numbers. So just start playing with your numbers. Start saying, how many clients would it take? And if you don't get the numbers you want, look at, well, how, how much more would I have to charge? What kind of program could I develop at what price point? Okay, these are where you make those big jumps. Awesome, awesome answers all around. Thank you both so much for being on the live show tonight. I cannot, I just, I have to pinch myself. I literally did wake up this morning thinking this is Allie Day. So thank you so much for speaking <laughs> directly to, I mean, because we all listen to your calls, we all watch your live streams, but this is a different thing. You're speaking directly to young women, which is really awesome. So I appreciate it so much, Allie. Thank you so oh, much. And you know, my last words of advice, you all have so much time and, it, and success is never a straight line. So just enjoy this, have so much fun, just try everything thing until you find the thing you love that makes you a ton of money too. 
I love it. I love it. So, Danny J, before we go, you did an incredible job interviewing. It's not easy to look into the webcam and not see Allie, so that was awesome. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, Allie. I'm going to actually go see Allie live, like she just said, in March. Yay. She's going to an event, so I can't wait to see you on stage. I'll be even bigger. All right, so, <laughs> Danny J, tell us where we can find you online. Oh, well, I would just first start with Facebook, Facebook slash The Sweaty Bettys. or has got 30,000 plus fans there. It's crazy. Yeah, just hit 32,000 and growing fast. And um, on Twitter, at Sweaty Bettys. And so if you find me there, then you can find my website and all the fun stuff. But definitely just start there. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for spending the, your Thursday night with us. Allie, I hope you're able to put your feet up and relax for the rest of the night. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, gals. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So we were just watching Allie Brown of AllieBrown.com and Danny J of TheSweatyBetties.com, both phenomenal women that are just incredible. And the, the it's just different. It's different to hear from Allie, I guess, than our usual guests or from, you know, the entrepreneurs that we're hearing out there, the tech and all that fun stuff. And it's just nice to hear almost that it, we are given permission to act as women in business. And I just I like hearing that over and over again. So again, you can watch the replays on iTunes and on YouTube. We'll have the address below here in the lower thirds, maybe. For your iTunes. So it's on video and on audio. If you can, please give us a rating. And then pop over to YouTube at youtube.com slash yfentrepreneur and subscribe to our channel. Otherwise, thank you all so much for watching. We're going to get our after party started right now with at the Stacey Harris on Twitter. She's been super patient. We're going to go ahead and go off the live air for just a second and then we'll pop back on. So don't leave. <laughs>